0: Hello and welcome to Nintendo Pals podcast episode 97. There was a new direct, a mini partner showcase, and we're going to be giving our thoughts on that, plus some rumors and a whole bunch of amazing questions from you, the community of Nintendo Pals. So uh, let's talk all of that and more. Greetings, fellow Nintendo Pals! My name is Andros, I'm one of the hosts of the Nintendo Pals Podcast, and I am joined by the other host, the cool guy, the the, the bestest yupper there is on the internet, Micah. (laughs) Yup. And this is the Nintendo Pals Podcast, the weekly show where we talk, games we're playing, Nintendo news, rumors, and community-submitted questions and topics, plus whatever else we want to talk about. And uh, that's, that's what this show's all about. Micah, I gotta ask, how the heck are ya? I'm doing pretty good. That's nice. Uh, I, I hit a button just now on my mouse that has turned it into slow motion. I don't know what I I don't know what I did. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I can I uh, now everything is like way slower. I have to do like huge movements to to do stuff.
1: Um, yeah, one of them fancy I'm, gaming mouses.
0: Oh 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 oh. oh okay, I, f- I fixed it. It was that button. It was that button I pushed. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking that's like of pushing, your,
1: your aim down sights button. Speaking so of, you get those fine.
0: Oh, shots that's off. what that's for. Oh. I think so. Maybe I should start, like, learning to play with a keyboard and mouse. Just kidding. This is a Nintendo show. I'm not using keyboard and mouse controllers all the way. Um, Micah, speaking of pushing buttons, do you know what we're going to do tonight? Well, I
1: thought I did until you mentioned pushing buttons.
0: Well, we have we have uh, buttons that many people can push at the bottom of every single one of their podcast listening apps of choice, there should be a five-star review button. And by pushing the five-star review button, you help us take over the world of Nintendo podcasts. That is right. We are going to try to take over the world. Uh, And we do that through your help with five-star reviews. And Micah, would you believe it? Another week. It goes by, and the streak is alive. We got two new five-star reviews, an anonymous five-star review on Apple Podcasts and an anonymous five-star review on Spotify. Now, because those are anonymous, we don't know who you are to shout you out, but you know who you are, and we thank you. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. It helps people discover the show and um, helps us move up in the podcast rankings and search results. It's just it's just cool, and we've kept this streak alive for like two, three months at this point where we've gotten a new five-star review every single week, so people, help us out. we got to keep it going. we got to keep the five stars alive. They require five, We require five-star sacrifices each and every week to appease the five-star algorithmic gods that uh, keep our podcast boosted. It's it's quite a vicious cycle and we need your help. <laughs> Why did this turn to sacrificing? I don't know what's <laughs> it, got, it got a little dark there. It did. It did. It did. Um the stars please. have families too. <laughs> please. Just just leave us a five-star review. It doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be weird. We don't have to be weird about it. Uh but Micah, interestingly enough, we are now at 52 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, the US Apple Podcast store. And 41 on Spotify. Now, let me tell you something. Spotify is kicking Apple users' bums right now because according to our statistics, about 40% of our listeners listen on Apple Podcasts and only 17% listen on Spotify, and they've left almost as many reviews. Apple users, you got to get down there. Got to get those five-star reviews. You don't want Spotify to beat you. Don't do that. Don't let him beat you.
1: Turning. Well, what's what's this us versus them mentality going well, it's, on here? Sh- it's, it's all it, it, the,
0: the best part is, is it both benefit us? So yeah, it's just, it's like one of those, like, uh... <laughs> uh, well, <clears throat> yeah, we'll just move on to the, the first segment of our show here and let's talk. <laughs> slow moving mouse, slow moving mouse. How do I get it back up to normal? Hold on. Pushing button. There we go. Let's talk what you're playing. This is is off the rails already. Micah, I'll let you take over from here. What have you been playing lately? Uh, Not too much.
1: Played like my classic games I always play. Played a little uh, Rocket League. I guess that's the only classic game that I always play (laughs) at this point. But played a little more Fall Guys. Still mostly fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like I like that that specification. It's mostly fun.
1: There's there's still those like two uh mini-games, I don't even know what to call them that that you just like hope don't come up ever.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But
1: overall I I think they're all done very well for the most part. And I really like being able to play with a duo ship. Yeah, I don't know why it just playing with someone else makes it a lot more enjoyable to me. It's a lot
0: easier, I think. It, it seems a lot easier because uh, other duos aren't as good as us. So <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I, I I don't know why why it it seems easier, but it seems like we make it to uh, the end rounds, the the final round a lot more in duos than I do solo. Although oh, yeah, since sure. playing duos, I think I do a lot better in solo, just because I'm getting like, like you see more games that you've seen before.
1: Yeah, every once in a while. You know
0: how to beat them now. Yeah, but every once in a while I get one. I'm like, what? I have not seen this before. I got one that was like a dodgeball game. I immediately ran off the edge because I didn't know. Did it have
1: the exploding balls?
0: Yeah. I don't know if he's. Yeah, that is
1: the worst
0: one I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't get to really play it because I immediately ran off the yeah. edge because I thought I was like, "Oh, is this an obstacle course?" And I ran, and there was a hole that I couldn't see, and just <laughs> that's unfortunate. Yeah, I'd final like, round because you
1: like throw the balls at people, and then they like explode after what seems to me like a random amount of time. I kept trying to time it, and I mm-hmm. could not get the timing down, mm. and I eventually fell off the edge when someone grabbed one. And just ran next to me and we both launched off. <laughs> I was like, Why would you do this? But yeah, I mean that one's really not that terrible. I just had one bad experience with it. Like I just struggled to figure it out.
0: Yeah. Uh I haven't played a whole bunch this week. It's been it's been a busy week for me. We're recording a little early, so I usually have some more time uh to play before before we before we record but i did i also played fall guys played some more fall guys i played more spelunky too and i don't want to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> no i haven't beat so it don't I, ask me i assume that means
1: you haven't beaten it without uh getting money
0: and then i also jumped a little bit in mario strikers battle league um oh yeah where we moved up a division
1: oh did we we're now like silver three or something
0: Oh cool. Okay, I didn't see that.
1: Uh yeah, well the other four uh clubs in the division grouping with us uh got zero points. None of yeah. them played any, so
0: So we so we crushed them, is, yeah. what, is what it sounds like. They were like. just so intimidated. <laughs> uh yeah, I I was looking at that um and looking at the points that are being scored by our rival podcasts and we definitely have um we we definitely have a lot but maybe not as much as some but we're still doing the best probably cuz i don't know what these rankings even mean so yeah that's that's all that's all we need that's all that's all that's all there is to it really i mean you just you just got to try your best and and you're winning and also i need to spend some of the club points on some like swag for our goals and things So yeah, we'll we'll be doing that. Be doing that for sure. I don't know how long this game's really gonna have legs. It feels like the hype for it came and has already went. I don't see a lot of people talking about it already. Not not and and I'm at least on our Discord, I'm not seeing a lot of people talk about it. I'm the only one that brings it up, like we gotta win, yeah, yeah. And and then it's like that's that's about it. (laughs) Uh and i'm trying to think i think i think that's just about everything i played this week was was just those three but i had a i had a fun time playing around with novel ai to generate a script for the podcast and then we both made text-to-speech versions of our voices and i put them into a script so our whole podcast was done by robots uh, by by artificial intelligence that was using our voice, like deep faking our voice essentially, and one that generated the script for the podcast. And what we learned, Micah, is that uh, in podcasts you say we say yeah a lot. Uh, appa- apparently, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I it, in the script it generated. Now it doesn't it it made it made this up completely at random. We didn't like feed it our podcast and it like made it based off that. It just knew we were a Nintendo podcast and made it off that info. Um we also want to throw a congratulations to Mike uh oh, in yeah. the community who got his pilot slice. Big milestone. A big milestone. That's now that's a video game come to life. <laughs> yes. As as AI Micah would say. <laughs> that might be better than anything I've ever said. <laughs> we had so much fun with that. Oh man, um, it, we'll we'll see it again here in this episode. Don't don't worry, everybody, because we had some some very amazing community members come in with some questions that looked very familiar to me. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what I have been playing this week. So I guess we can move on to the next segment of our show but before we do that we got to tell you about our sponsor support for nintendo pals is brought to you by manscaped and since
1: it's ice pack season you know what that means we all start to smell like bo and
0: wario yeah, B.O. and Wario. That sounds like a new game. <laughs> yeah. It's like Game They could definitely Wario. release that as a game. B.O. Yeah, they and Wario. It would probably be good. Well, you can combat your Wario-like stench with products from Manscaped. They carry everything you need to look and smell your best.
1: That's right. You can check out Manscaped.com for a variety of awesome products, including the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Oh, nice! Yeah, it's it works really good, and it's surprisingly quiet, at least compared to other trimmers I've had. That that is true. Very loud.
0: I'm gonna have to vacuum later. (laughs) I just get hair all over everything. I was just waiting
1: for you to the entire face.
0: Oh, I can do. Yeah, I can do the entire face are you gonna Are you, i was waiting what, for you, what, you to gonna, finish before moving no no on. you get go, go ahead move on I'll, <laughs> the
1: I'll... weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer the crop preserver deodorant for down under and the crop reviver toner
0: yeah and if you're looking for other bathroom goods uh manscape has you covered with a variety of products including shampoo lip balm and deodorant which i just got um uh, because you know what? I've been I've been looking for a new deodorant and I loved the way that the other Manscaped stuff smelled. So I got I was like, I'll go on. I used I used the code Nintendo or no not, not code NPALS N P A L S and ordered this and it smells really good. It doesn't smell like the um crop preserver deodorant. It's, it's got a different smell, but it still smells really good. It's, I, I, and you know, I stink. So this was, my, my wife was very appreciative that I picked this up. <laughs> yup. <laughs> uh, yeah, my, <laughs> so You, too, can save big and be the most hygienic version of yourself by using the discount code NPALS at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Yep,
1: that's N-P-A-L-S at manscaped.com.
0: There are so few perfect summer days. Don't let a sweaty, stinky Wario stench ruin them. (laughs) Stay fresh clean, and smelling good with Manscaped. And with that, I guess we should probably move on to the next part of our show, and let's talk the Nintendo news. Alright. In today's Nintendo news, we have a Nintendo Direct to talk about. It was announced and given in the time span between last episode and this episode <laughs> so we didn't even know about it last episode and now we have it had we've had it announced and it has released this was a Nintendo Direct mini partner showcase which means it focused entirely on third party games there was no first party games um, but you know Mario still snuck his way in there that that sneaky devil uh so yeah michael let's let's i guess go through this i first off what were your thoughts on the presentation overall
1: um well i was quite disappointed by uh mar and rabbit's sparks of hope they did not show yoshi anywhere mm. and mm. it it kind of seems like, like Yoshi will not be in this game.
0: Like he got so, cut. So
1: I don't know if I can uh, really support this game anymore.
0: <laughs> oh. Uh, something tells me that you still are going to get this game.
1: I mean but technically. It is, it, I, I it I, is
0: a bit of a bummer. It is a bit of a bummer. I'm surprised they have rabid Rosalina, but they don't have regular Rosalina. She's gotta be playable, right?
1: I do I think they said that the uh uh I don't remember the word like the cast or whatever is complete.
0: Yeah, but then they put in. Then they well, well, we'll we'll get to we'll get to it. Um, I thought this presentation was really good. Um, Yeah, I. I, So as far as partner partner showcases, this is the best one, Uh, easily. Uh, All the I and I was I feel like it was last episode that I said partner showcases are dead <laughs> then like literally this week they announced a, a new one uh because it was like only those were only done during like peak pandemic time right so it's, it's a little little weird they brought it back um makes me think they had some like contractual obligations to have them in an e3 presentation that didn't happen and they're like well, well i guess we'll just put them into their own direct. As a thing, and that's what it felt like. It felt like an E3 Direct, just without first party stuff. I mean, the, yeah. the so, announcements. I mean, besides
1: they the the missing Yoshi, I, I thought it was really good. There were a lot of uh, cool things they announced.
0: Yeah, fantastic pacing, um tons of games, and I, I just really like that. One thing that I am really noticing this year, especially with all of Summer Game Fest stuff going down and all the presentations from other companies. Is like I really appreciate a well put together presentation, and what I mean by that is like pacing, information, and um, like execution of of the of the whole thing. Because I think everybody does a very professional job, uh, and and their quality is all really high, but Nintendo just like nails it with with having it like go pretty quick like the 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 it doesn't it doesn't lollygag on any announcement there's no fluff um there you know you don't have people that come up onto a stage and talk for like 15 minutes about nothing (laughs) yeah they're just Uh, always showing games essentially you don't you don't have the rock showing off energy drinks like like that's just that doesn't happen
1: nothing wrong with that though. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it that just doesn't happen in a Nintendo presentation. They they just have nailed the pacing and they almost always show gameplay, which is king. Gameplay I mean, is king. Yeah. Yeah, that, like I don't I don't care to see just a bunch of cinematic trailers for space shooters. I'm sorry. Like like that's just not appealing to me. You got to yeah, show I, gameplay. It can TV. be cool,
1: but it has no bearing on if I'm going to purchase a game essentially. mm mm-hmm, Mhm.
0: So I I really liked the presentation overall. I'd say it was a high-quality presentation. Uh, Disappointed it wasn't like a full-on direct. It would be cool to see some more first-party stuff. But we'll we'll see what we get, because maybe there will be something still. Uh, Maybe we'll get more focused directs like they did for Xenoblade 3.
1: Yeah, I'm still hoping to get a more first-party
0: direct. Yeah. But for third-party, this was pretty killer so started well <clears throat> started off a little weak in my opinion <laughs> listen i am so pumped for everybody that is pumped about monster hunter rise sunbreak but have we not seen enough i i feel like they have really marketed this game and it didn't need another focused like segment like that's how they they, they kicked off the show with more monster hunter uh and showing off Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. And I feel like it's been in like four directs at this point, but I know that's not true. I think Sun Sunbreak's only been in like two previous. So maybe this is the third. And Rise was in some before that. And I was like, eh, yeah. So <laughs> that that part I could have done without, or maybe shorter than it was, but it was it's still it's still cool. It looks great. And then we got near. Automata as is how they say it. Even though I've always pronounced it automata. Um, yeah, well,
1: the... I yeah. I think it's more of a Japanese versus US pronunciation difference. So I, I think they're both correct both, essentially. Right. Oh,
0: okay. The end of Yorha edition, which supposedly will I have. I could be wrong. Ex...
1: I know i know nothing about what I'm talking about though, so <laughs>
0: this this will supposedly have exclusive content for the Switch version of this game. And um, it is a very highly praised game. Like, it, it looks like a JRPG, but it's actually kind of like a beat em up style game, like a hack and slash. But juxtapos- juxtaposed on like a JRPG art style, landscape, and story, I guess. It is a sci fi that takes place in the future when it when it started was like robots giant robot machines have attacked earth and people have fled to the moon i'm like is this like a metal gear game (laughs) like (laughs) that i I, as soon as they showed it though i was like oh yeah that's goes to show how much i know about this game or um metal gear (laughs) yeah does this one look interesting to you i this one actually does look interesting to me i never thought this would come to a nintendo console so i actually looked up the like plot of yeah, this you game already spoiled ago. it
1: for yourself
0: yeah yeah and it's it's cool like it's a an interesting concept interesting story
1: yeah i mean i would probably enjoy it but there are just so many other games a little higher on my list
0: yeah yeah um lorelei and the laser eyes or is it lorelei my, lorelei like I'm, i'm not gonna lie to you i don't remember this one I remember
1: uh, the name because it was like, well, that's an interesting name. Oh, wait, <laughs> I vaguely remember. It's more of a like mystery. Detective thing.
0: Is it? It's,
1: it's kind of it was kind of black and white, I think, except for all the pink eyes that happened at times. I can't really look things up because my whole computer is freaking out.
0: Ah, don't so not want to break. It's, that. it's up to you. It's up to me. Uh... Oh, it started working again. Oh, yeah, you're right. It, yeah, oh, oh yeah, that's right. I'm remembering it now that I see like a single still image. Yeah, this, this one did look interesting. It looked like it had a cool story to it. Um, so, yeah. Next was Super Bomberman R2. D2. Yep, that, that's R2.
1: exactly what popped
0: into my head, too. Yeah. <laughs> Super Bomberman R, which was a launch title for the Nintendo Switch, the original game. So it's interesting to see it getting a sequel. Micah, I don't think this game is actually that awesome. I think it's 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 decent. But I think you? it's I think it sold really well because it was the only game available besides Breath of the Wild at launch. Wow. No it's either that or one two switch. Man. Yeah, no, I I mean it's Bomberman. Like that's that's the thing. That's the thing about Bomberman is it's it's like it's Bomberman you know it's 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 reliable what do you what reliably, are you saying here? <laughs> I, I'm saying it's reliably okay it's not my favorite but it's not bad what
1: Bomberman back in the day was like one of the greats
0: well let me let me ask you Micah did you pick up Bomberman R
1: uh no because it's not back in the day
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man I'm, I'm giving it grief I know we have some people that like, I, I, I do know, enjoy I it Bomberman, I, though, I think I know Mute Dog is very excited for this one, and I was actually intrigued by the concept of like a one versus six, so like the player. siege mode. I can't remember yeah. what they called it. You make that your looked, castle, that looked pretty fun. Um, so yeah, Super Bomberman R2. Interesting that this is getting a sequel. I wonder how well this will do because, like I said, Super Bomberman R, I feel like, had to have sold. More copies than it would have because it was one of the only games available. Whereas now the Switch library is packed with games to play. Yeah. You want to? We'll, we'll alternate here. You can take the next one. We'll see. Oh, sweet. I can change tabs.
1: Oh, sweet. <laughs> I don't know timing. why, but half the time I can't change tabs right now, and I don't know why. <laughs> Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection.
0: Oh, yeah. There were a lot of games in this, but I learned afterwards that that is because they have like, essentially, red and blue versions, like like they for Pokemon. Uh, so there the are multiple versions. Pokemon. Yeah. So the, so you can you'll have them both in the collection. So I don't think it's as many games as was shown, really, but but the options are there, uh, and and it has the whole Battle Network collection and oh monkey thunder in chat is saying that was that was his favorite announcement from the show love battle network when he was younger uh i know our good friend third strongest mole who is a huge fan of the battle network games and they use a very interesting um battle system just kind of like a grid based like rhythm i i i don't really know how to describe it you just gotta go you just gotta go look at look at it but it it looks very fun uh next up is pac-man world repack and i don't know how i feel about this one honestly (laughs) it doesn't look bad looks pretty good uh they should have remade was pac-man
1: 2 new adventures at least i think that's the game i'm thinking about that did game was pac-man
0: awesome. did pac-man have a family in that game because he does in this game like pac-man's I, family is been with miss pac-man and the Pac children
1: i remember essentially nothing about that game except that he gets like a pretty sure there's like a paper airplane that gets stuck in a tree or something <laughs> and they're Minecarts. carts every good classic game has to have a Minecart. cart that's section. true if it doesn't have a mine cart. it says
0: faster faster if it doesn't have a mind card, it's not a real classic. That's that's exactly. You heard it. You heard it here first. Yeah, this one looks. This one looks good. I I think the remaster looks nice. I don't know what this is a port from, but looks looks pretty good. Pac-Man World repack. Yeah,
1: although at one point it kind of looked like there was just Sonic in the game, as Pac-Man spun up and launched over a ramp, up a ramp to go over a gap. It was very Sonic.
0: In a good way or a bad way? I mean, because being compared to Sonic isn't always a good thing. <laughs> in in a neutral way. I mean, speaking of, didn't, when did they? Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get to that. Sonic was shown off in, in this presentation as well. But next next presentation, next next uh, announcement. Blanc. Blanc. This one is about a deer and also, a wolf. Can't remember if
1: it was the deer and the wolf, yeah.
0: It's the fox and the hound, but in black and white artistic style, and I think no they talking. said no dialogue. Yeah, no dialogue, and it has online co-op, which is pretty cool.
1: That's kind of like the first hour of Wally.
0: Yeah. Yep. So that one looks that one looks really pretty and very. Uh, it, it looks like it's gonna be like a nice cozy indie game to play. And next we have Return to Monkey Island. Do you know much about the Monkey Island series? Nope. I know that it is really well-liked by those that have played them, but I have never played a Monkey Island game. It's a point-and-click adventure game where supposedly you win sword fights by insulting your enemy the best. So i mean that sounds like my kind of game i was gonna say like (laughs) that that concept alone has me sold (laughs) i i think this will be one that i will check out i am not typically a point and click adventure game player in the modern era but when i was a kid man those were the those were the jam pajama sam freddy fish putt 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 -putt,
1: yeah and i'd always mow the lawn Way too much for some reason.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I always play uh the cheese and crackers mini game in Pajama Sam, which is tic tac toe.
1: Oh, I was like, I don't even remember that. Yep. Uh, Plus, there's
0: I, that Spy Fox one. Oh yeah, yeah. Those were like those were. Why were the, why did everybody play those? when, when they we were incredible,
1: kids? and it had lard on a stick in it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, that sounds kind of horrifying. It was, it was uh, a little gross so I, I am intrigued so it's it like plays a little bit to the nostalgia that I have for those point and click adventure games, but also just the concept and the fact that the series is so well liked by people, apparently has a really good sense of humor, very excellent writing. so that's coming. Return to Monkey Island. And then next and, game, oh, such a disappointment for real. Oh, oh.
1: so disappointing! Mario and Rabbit, sparks of hope. Although, t- to be fair, besides the Yoshi disappointment, it did look pretty good,
0: exceptionally and good.
1: Yeah, they didn't show uh, too much of it, but then they had a l- a little more information in a separate video.
0: Yeah, we'll talk. We'll afterwards. talk about that one. Yeah, we'll talk about that one after we finish up the direct year. So we essentially got like a little teaser. And um Brian in our community was like, that didn't look that good to me. But then he watched the Ubisoft one and was like, oh, yeah, this actually looks really good. And I agree with that. I think the Ubisoft presentation showed the game better than the direct did, which is weird. It wasn't bad. I didn't think it looked bad,
1: but I thought yeah, the, I mean, they just mostly didn't give it much time. So they, mm. they couldn't get into anything too deep or show off too much.
0: Yeah 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 (laughs) yeah sorry accessing my ai (laughs) My, my inner ai um next was little noah scion of paradise and i mean i i know nothing about this is this a game that that I, I I don't I don't I don't know it, it. This one just like kind of blew by for me. I was like, ah, okay. So that's 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 all I have to say yep. about that one. Uh, then there was Railgrade, which, the, like the train, yeah, management. apparently was apparently was an Epic Game Store exclusive. I may be completely making that up. Uh, but coming to the Switch, and you know. It looks cool. Not my thing. But if you like trains, there there, there you go. <laughs> then a right up your alley. <laughs> next. take. And the they next showed one. RPG time. The Legend of Rite. What did you think of this one? I, I thought this one actually looked pretty cool. It's the one Sweet. where it's like the kid drawing in his notebook. The RPG and you like turn oh, the Oh yeah, that's right.
1: It's like, yeah that that one did seem cool.
0: Yeah, I I liked I liked that one. That's one I'll keep an eye on. And then it showed Sonic Frontiers. And I got to say, out of all the trailers for Sonic Frontiers that I have seen, this is the best one so far. This is the first one that I've been like this looks. This looks done. <laughs> the other ones, I, I just got like, I like, I got vibes where I'm like, I, I don't know if this is like, it. It looks like it's probably not going to be all that awesome, but this one looks pretty cool. I did point out in the presentation, all of the enemies in this game really remind me of Subspace Emissary. They feel like Subspace Emissary enemies and bosses. These like kind of generic looking fantasy sci-fi monsters who knows maybe at the
1: end we'll find out it's actually a sequel
0: it's subspace emissary all the
1: smash bros characters will come in as well oh that would be sweet that that would be super cool then they showed off disney dreamlight valley which is that's a day one for you isn't it
0: um i guess like i i don't know how to feel about this one i'll I'll be honest it it looks cool but it's free to play so yeah i'll 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 definitely be checking it out and i'll probably check it out day one i know my kids will really think this is cool but it's supposedly like animal crossing e stardew valley (laughs) um but with disney characters and uh in a surprise twist, Buzz Lightyear is actually to scale, and that—that that is a good decision. We saw that oh, in really? I, I must have missed that part. So the very end, it shows him running around. He's like, a, and he's a little toy. I'm like, yeah, that's that's how it should be. That's great. It'll be interesting. You going to make your own character. I like I like doing that. You can take pictures with Disney characters. I don't know. Yeah, Looks it's fun. like
1: it's like a, a chill, relaxing game. That is probably be really good if you like you're a big fan of Disney,
0: yeah,
1: and yeah they, which they showed I... off live alive oh yes, yes, and with the demos, big demos, which I keep forgetting about, I haven't even tried it yet, that that was
0: for that was the big thing for me. It's like, oh yes, they gave it a demo that needed to happen, I think, because that will that will it's really... a hard
1: game to explain.
0: <clears throat> I, I, I hope that it sells people on the game a bit more. I'm interested. I watched uh, community member Hambone Johnny. He streamed it. Uh, I watched him play the, like, Japan. <laughs> I don't remember what time period it is, but he plays, like, the the teacher looking for students to take on his legacy. He's a like kung fu master. And the story seemed interesting, so I'm, um, yeah, I'm. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Live Alive. Still, I'm. I'm a little bit on the fence. So I'll give the demo a shot. And then next we've got Dorymon Story of Seasons Friends of the Great Kingdom, and this looks like just Dorymon Story of Seasons again, but with friends. I mean, is this not this? It looks identical to the last game. I don't quite. I don't. I don't know. I I don't understand this. This suit. Like I guess. What is Dorymon? Like, it's a do, farming do you know? sim game, obviously. No, but like like you you see this like world where all the characters are like human, and then you got this like cat creature thing. As like the main character with the with the kid, I don't know. I I am probably like like this is probably a thing, but I just don't know what it is. I don't know what it. I don't know what it means or what. Th- it's this
1: is when we mean. find out we have many fans of these games <laughs> in our Discord.
0: You guys don't know what Dorymon is? How dare you? Unsubbed, unfollow, revoking my five stars. Don't do that. Please don't do that uh yeah so that's that's how i feel about that game i'm not getting it
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i also have no plans
0: is it my turn to read the next game minecraft legends it could be or it could be (laughs) that i just forgot (laughs) minecraft legends is a new game in the uh it's it's an up-and-coming series called minecraft if you've heard of that uh and this looks to be like you're you're these you're you're a character that can like lead armies to fight kind of real-time strategy-like, but you control your single character to do the real-time strategy stuff. And that's interesting. I I personally was not a huge fan of Minecraft Dungeons, but I know a lot of people really liked that game. This looks to be better than Minecraft Dungeons to me. Just the premise and the t- style of gameplay looks looks more interesting. Uh, I don't know. Are you interested in that one, Micah? Uh, mildly so. Mildly so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the.
1: I I feel like I'm just almost burned out a little bit on uh Minecraft. There's just so much now. <laughs> so i they keep like they keep like shaking it up in these like spin-off games though mm -hmm. which i do like
0: yeah i do i do appreciate that i was list i've been listening to uh other podcasters talk about about the presentation and anytime they talk about minecraft legends everybody's like i don't really understand minecraft and uh and and i think i think maybe maybe it's because i played it originally but i i feel like minecraft is a game everybody has to try uh like it's it is like the definitive open world crafting game and if if you are turned away from it because of the blocky art style i mean that's sort of part that's sort of part of what it is (laughs) like, like that the reason it is that way is because originally to save on resources and then they turned it into an art style. I mean, how many, how many games, classic games have done that exact same thing. I mean, we, we talk about wind waker all the time on the show and how it's aged so well because it took a very artistic art direction and Minecraft, I'd say has done the same. It's it, what was originally a limitation to make sure the worlds could be big and huge has been turned into an art style that resonates with a lot of people. Um, Yeah. I think it's still, it's still got this stigma around it. Like it's a baby game and I don't quite get that because the game's been out for like 10 plus years at this point. It's been out forever. (laughs) I I mean, I was playing this game in, high school and that feels like that was forever ago i i just i i like i that i'm pretty that was forever ago <laughs> yeah I mean, at least 10 years um yeah and I, I i i just don't get it i don't think this game should be looked at as a baby game i, I don't quite i don't quite get that side. doesn't make sense
1: to me just try and figuring out just try and figure out how all that redstone stuff works Uh, and then call it a baby game
0: well here's the thing like i don't play minecraft uh i i i did back when you know back before they even had like hunger in it like that back in my day um but we burnt ourselves out on it like really bad because <laughs> we, we played that one time for like 24 hours straight. And I think after that, I just couldn't do it anymore. I was like, nah. and then I, I have never been able to get back into it to the extent, but I think it's a fantastic game. Just don't burn yourself out on it. Just like any game. I mean, you can do that with anything. <laughs> yeah. Except for breath of the wild, the greatest game ever made. I'll never burn myself out on that. I can play that 24 hours straight. Easy. Still be having a good time. We
1: Might should need probably a little test break. that for an upcoming twenty four hour stream. I'll Might just, I'll just chill break. in the background, pop in every once in a while to uh, watch you playing <laughs> for twenty four hours.
0: <laughs> Third strongest mole says, "I've never played Minecraft, but I'm burnt out on it through exposure." Uh, okay, I can see, I can see that. That's fair. I mean, it like exploded multiple times in the like YouTuber scene, and definitely among kids for that i don't know but i i don't don't feel like that's that's the fault of the game the the thing is the thing is like the game is legos guys like this is the digital version of legos and everybody loves legos so that's (laughs) that's why it's popular and that's why it isn't going away because you can build whatever you want all right that's that's enough of my rant on Minecraft, why you should play Minecraft. <laughs> stop, stop being uh, anti-blockist. Uh, uh, Is that a thing? I don't think Probably. so. Sorry, but... Hopefully, that's not something else. I <laughs> like using a word something that else really be... offensive. Yes, yeah, that's really bad. Let's just move on.
1: they they showed off some Dragon Quest treasures.
0: And that follows characters from Dragon Quest Eleven: Echoes of an Elusive Age, Definitive Edition for the Nintendo Switch. I think that's the full title. Uh, <laughs> it's from Dragon Quest Eleven characters, and you do something with, with collecting treasure. Uh, N. Johnson in our chat was was talking earlier about how he's very excited for that. Loved Dragon Quest Builders 2 and hope that it's kind of the same. I don't think it's following the Builders formula, but it kind of gives those vibes with the art style.
1: Yeah, and it has an iconic dragon statue. I remember that. old little dragon statue popped up and it said iconic. Iconic. It was like a treasure you could sell for a lot or something like that.
0: I didn't realize. this. This part of the presentation was fairly long like i i'm i'm looking at the youtube video right now so i can see how it's segmented this this one got a lot of screen time it went by pretty quick they paced that really well because even though this is a game i'm not particularly interested in i still enjoyed the trailer so yeah there you go something for the dragon quest fans out there although i think there were a lot of people that were hoping for um that Dragon Quest game that's exclusive to Japan <laughs> on the Switch—it's the—it was the one that was an MMO, and then they made it a single-player game. And they're like, Re- release in Japan only. Like, why not release that here? I don't know. They don't want to pay for the localization. Apparently, apparently, there's not enough Dragon Quest fans to buy. Like, what yeah, they're ridiculous. just selling
1: for another Mother Three situation ten years down
0: the line where people beg for it yeah and then they just don't do it and then they just don't do it yeah that doesn't make any sense um so then we jump into the montage and in the montage we got looks at fire emblem warriors three hopes uh so nintendo did sneak some first party stuff in here y'all and they were like yep and then hey reminder no man's sky that's coming in october physical edition i'm pretty excited for that one actually are you planning on picking that one up, Micah? We should pick that up and play multiplayer.
1: Uh, uh, how does the multiplayer work?
0: Um, I, I I believe that you just, like, can join each other's worlds and just play together in open world. Oh, I, I thought you Spain. couldn't
1: find other
0: people like that, that. Was Oh, no, no. That was when the game first launched. <laughs> oh,
1: they've changed things, though?
0: Yes, yes. Oh, so okay. The, uh, I, do you know i know know they've changed a lot since it came out
1: but i wasn't sure that was one
0: of the things yeah you you know you so you do know the story of no man's sky for those listening that maybe didn't don't know the story of no man's sky it was an extremely hyped up game super super like people were stoked for it uh they're like yeah it's gonna be the open world space exploration game of our dreams and then it launched, and it was not that, by far. A lot of the, the features that were touted and, and advertised were not quite there. Um, There was supposed to... Uh, they, they never really nailed down that they were going to do multiplayer, and then people found the exact same planet and same spot, um, and they couldn't There's find no each other. There. There's no one there. Yeah. Stuff stuff like that. Well No Man's Sky has the greatest comeback story ever because it went the from the greatest being, redemption arc and all yeah, of video games. It, game it went from being one of the like absolutely most hated on things uh at at launch and release window to coming back and just slowly whittling away, adding the things they wanted to add, working on it. I think it was just a a it's just a little too
1: ambitious
0: is a product of too much marketing that was not exactly accurate. Yeah, so weren't on I the same page. It, it wasn't it's... it wasn't the fault of the developers exactly, uh but pe- you know, it can be contested. I I think. But yeah, um and so they just kept plugging away even even after all the like the any other company I think would have just like completely tanked and closed closed things down and and left but they just kept working at it and this game is uh really really fully featured at this point so i i think now is a good time to get it it's at its peak for sure and it's uh now not only a serviceable game it's 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 very good from what i hear and have have read and seen i'm excited for this one i think I would be less excited if I was one of the people that got it at launch. <laughs> uh, but there there you go. There was a point where it was like $5. You could buy the game for like $5. So that was the time to get it. That was the time to get it, yeah. But and who would have thought? And then not play it
1: for a year or two. Until yeah, who it's would really have good? thought?
0: Who would have thought, though? I mean, the game came out. Uh, I want to say like five years ago might maybe longer than that. So, originally. So yeah, they've just been working on it, giving it those giving it them updates. Uh yeah, so No Man's Sky. Sorry, I went off on a tangent there. A Plague Tale Requiem, the cloud version got shown that again, and yeah, that's definitely going to be a cloud version. That's a lot of rats. Um Captain Velvet Meteor, the Jump Plus Dimensions. You fight a monster called Dogzilla. And... I think
1: this game has the best title of any other game in the Direct.
0: Yeah. And then we get to see uh, the Portal Companion Cube Collection. Was that what it's called? The Portal Collection. This Portal Companion Collection, I think. Companion Collection. And it includes Portals One and Two, with online multiplayer for Portal Two. Micah, have you played through both of these games all the way? Yep. I Back in the I, day, I played quite a bit of Portal Two. I didn't play the original, um, and I played a good chunk of the multiplayer with you and our buddy Lincoln, and it's really good it is a very good game definitely worth a pickup even now so if you haven't played it before it's one of those games that you kind of just owe it to yourself to pick up and, and get because it's probably one of the greatest games ever made and that's i don't think that's uh like a stretch of the imagination by by any means and you think you look at it and you're like, I don't want to play like a first person shooter. It's a puzzle game. It's it's an adventure puzzle game that's just got really good writing. Yeah. Very funny. First person puzzler. First person puzzler. All right. Uh you want to take the next announcement? Oh yeah. Harvest Stella. I have seen a lot of people talking like super positive for this one. I will admit, guys, my my first reaction was like, "Oh boy, another farm sim," because <laughs> it like just shows them doing the farming, you know, on their like grid farm, and I was like, "Ah," eh. but then, then it shows like the RPG side of it, and it looks like Final Fantasy, and the world looks like really interesting and expansive, and then they show this thing that's like uh, it's it's called quietus the the season of death. death yeah yeah and it was like what is happening right now it's like it, it was it was just like so wild uh, like such a turn <laughs> for what i thought was going to be like this happy farm sim fantasy game it has this whole weather thing that is trying to kill everyone uh so yeah it seems like it'll be an interesting one and have an interesting story i don't know but i can't help but feel like it looks slightly generic fantasy game looking but it looks ambitious for what it is is this is this a square game yes square enix it looks like it <laughs> yeah yep so saw a lot of hype for this one uh next game announced. Next games announced. They finally did it. This is this was the closer. Um, Persona. Persona coming to Switch. Now, I have heard nothing but amazing things about the Persona series, but I have never played anything Persona at all, other than Joker and Smash Bros. So five years later, the game that one guy from Smash Bros. finally got a game. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Didn't think it would ever happen.
0: <clears throat> this is a game that goes up on my board next to Xenoblade Chronicles and Fire Emblem, where I'm like, 120 hours? I don't know if I have the time. <laughs> yeah Uh, but i know i I don't
1: want to play any of them because i don't want to have to then start playing all the games in this series
0: yeah well i got
1: enough games already
0: i think persona 5 is considered like potentially like the greatest modern rpg Uh, and i mean it is very very highly praised but is it as good as golden sun I don't know. I, I haven't played it, as I said. <laughs> have you, so wait, have I, I haven't you played, also haven't not played, played, Golden, played Sun. Golden Sun? played Golden Sun,
1: yeah. So essentially, in a way, you kind of are qualified to compare them.
0: <laughs> if I had to compare the two, I'd say I've heard more about Persona than I've heard about Golden Sun. How dare you? That doesn't mean it's good. I've just heard more. After all yeah. the times I've
1: mentioned Golden Sun to you, I'm well, I mean,
0: besides from you. I, I mean, I get to hear about Golden Sun from you pretty much every day. Uh, but yeah, as you should. In chat, here we got Monkey Thoughts says Persona 5 is so good. It's long, but it's well worth it. I had a coworker that was like you should definitely play Persona 5. Um, like lots lots of people that that really recommended it. It's also um f- don't be deceived by the cartoony Slash slightly anime esque art style. It is not family friendly. It definitely deals with some very dark themes. So don't don't get that one for your kids. <laughs> um, and that's it. That's it for the Nintendo Direct partner presentation. And like like we just went through, there were a lot of games. A lot of games on there. um oh breaking news right now monkey thunder in in the chat that nintendo just dropped news of new genesis games coming to nintendo switch online so what games are we getting it looks like it will be a mega man game zero wing I'm going through I'm going through the list here really quick Mega Man the Wily Wars and Target Earth So those those games will be coming over. I've heard good things about Mega Man: The Wily Wars. That's that's cool. I'll definitely check them out. I I I play pretty much everything that comes to NSO at least once. <laughs> it's a it's and a usually nice,
1: like, only once.
0: It's a nice like retro sampler, you know. And then every once in a while, you get something in there. You're like, "Ooh, this is pretty good." Could I get a yeah, whole meal like of this? Logic Bomb.
1: That was Gunstar. one of the random games I actually played all the way through.
0: Like, like Gunstar Heroes. Oh yeah, that one was, was super like, oh. good. So yeah, there you go, Wily Wars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, next, uh, next, and last news item we're going to be covering for tonight, Micah, you want to take this one? Uh, yeah,
1: Ubisoft. Ubisoft.
0: I I've heard both. I think I think it's. I, I uh, you used know, to say. I think it's I, a, about. It,
1: I used to say Ubisoft but then they said Ubisoft in the direct. And now I just don't know anymore. I us call must it, be Ubisoft then.
0: Let's call it Ubisoft.
1: I like it. Ubisoft. Or Ub is soft. You pronounce Ub, the s twice.
0: Ub is soft.
1: <laughs> I don't know what Ubisoft is just one of those names I have to think about a second before I try and say. <laughs> but they, they showed some more Mario and rabbits gameplay.
0: Yeah, and Showing even... off
1: not any more Yoshi, which, still disappointed.
0: As you should be. As you should be. But, I mean, the game looks really good. It's interesting that they have foregone the grid-based system, and it's like a circle that you can move within. And then from there like you get to because i think
1: in the first one you had like a certain amount you could move so if you moved one way and then moved back you'd run out of movement i don't remember if that's actually accurate but now it sounds like you can just move however much you want within your range
0: yeah and they introduced a new character which i was pretty hyped about this i i was not expecting uh bowser to be a playable bowser, character right. and they, yeah, they that talked that cool. about it makes
1: up a teensy bit for yoshi being missing but
0: yeah they talked about the edge oh the oh yeah edge. yeah yeah that i don't i don't quite get that one
1: it's practically it makes me think of sora just a teensy bit her her blade seems weird and just makes me think of the key blades
0: yeah, well, I was thinking like, you know, they—it's not—it's not a uh, Nintendo character at all. Like, what, what? It's not based off of anything Nintendo. So, I guess just—it's just a a rabid creation. I guess so. But it's like, why, why have that in a Mario crossover game? I don't, <laughs> I don't quite get that.
1: I, well, I did like the bob bombs they had that looked like you could hit and then, like, throw up people and they explode.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and it looked like you fought, like, actual Goombas. And then the new enemies are, like, kind of shy guy, rabid-looking things. Um, And then they also had uh, Shinya Takashi from Nintendo make a guest appearance here to say, hey, this is Mario and Rabbids. And then he just kind of showed it again yeah oh, that's cool <laughs> thanks thanks for your guest appearance i don't know why <laughs> he's he's like the new he's the new direct presenter so i guess they were like yeah we'll have him come come in and 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 talk and the game is coming out this year i thought it was going to be delayed uh i'll be honest i was starting to i was starting to get into the camp of like they haven't really talked about it a lot so yeah 20th of october and pre-orders are available for that now although this... i'll
1: probably be waiting a, a year and yep.
0: <laughs> hopefully <laughs> yeah. get it
1: for 20 dollars with gold collection like i did the first one
0: i i think that this is a problem man that ubisoft discounts their games so steep a year after that like why would you buy it day one i don't I mean, I, I I see, like, being really excited for and wanting to play it, but I just, like, I know mean, it's going to go on If it was Metroid Prime
1: 4, I would buy that, knowing it would drop to $20 after a year.
0: I'd buy that day one still. Yeah, but the thing is, is it's Ubisoft games. None of them are that. <laughs> that wow. Category. Shots fired, I'm sorry, but nothing there appeals to me enough to be like, I'll buy this day one. Mario and Rabbits is certainly not one of those games that I'm like, I gotta get this immediately. Wow. I think it's a good game. Um, and have you played I, the first one? I, I... Mm-hmm. Not, not all the way through. I played, I played it on someone else's console enough to know that I didn't need to get it for myself because I was like, eh, I didn't think it was for me. Wow, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was really fun, but just not fun enough to play. But just not fun enough to finish. This though looks really good to me for some reason. I don't know why, and now all of a sudden I'm like, I want in on the sparks of hope. Sparks of hype, as we as we say here. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean it seems like it's
0: gonna
1: mostly be more of the same, both improvements, which is essentially how sequels work, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It sounds just like it,
1: yeah. At least how sequels should hopefully work.
0: And that will do it for the news portion of the episode. Micah, um, there was a lot of news this week with the little direct, direct mini partner showcase. How, how are you feeling about the possibility of a summer direct? I think, I think this is basically the nail in the coffin. For for that's why that's how I feel about it. I mean, we still got like two and a half months left of summer. You think you think they'll do a big presentation after doing the third party one? I think do like a, a
1: relatively big presentation. I think.
0: Hmm. All right, so Mike is still holding out hope.
1: So, so what so what I, I gotta give, uh, And it will be forty minutes of Metroid Prime Four.
0: Yeah, it'll be a Nintendo, It'll be a Metroid Prime Four focused direct. Well, here's the thing we've got some rumors to talk about and some of these some of these uh well both of these rumors (laughs) are supposedly coming this year so let's we need a presentation so let's go check on the rumor pikmin over at the rumor mill all righty so the rumor pikmin have brought us two games that are supposedly coming this year one from the this this pikmin calling himself jeff grubb says that metroid prime one remake is supposedly coming holiday season this year which i'll you believe heard, when i see it heard from good sources like what what does that mean pikmin grub i don't understand
1: and what does remake mean in this situation
0: it's a full full fledged
1: remake for from one 100 not just hdified
0: yeah yeah ground up assets yeah i i'm i i too am a believe it when i see it kind we've of we've just been hearing
1: about way. it for too long
0: yeah at the same time we've been hearing about it for so long that can't we just will it into existence? Like the Metroid fans all seem to think.
1: Well, that's probably <laughs> what, what, about- what happened. If if it is true, that's probably what happened. The Nintendo heard all these like, rumors about it. And they're like, wow, that's that's actually a
0: really good idea. We should do that. <laughs> I don't know though, because I, I mean Metroid Prime one is the was the best selling game in the series prior to Dread, right? So I believe so. So it makes sense to to revisit that one but i i feel like putting that focus into prime four would be better than remaking one but then again what has retro studios been working on for like prior to metroid prime 4 (laughs) like what were they working on there had to be a project in the works they were just kind of just all sitting there waiting until because they weren't even they weren't even supposed to get the metroid prime 4 game that was going to bandai namco and then they were like you guys didn't do a good job we'll give it back to retro (laughs) which uh... i I feel
1: like is not really something
0: you hear about bandai namco very often no well they, they they were like pivotal in smash bros the last two smash bros games so it's not like they're a bad studio so i i don't know i don't know what's going on over there metroid prime is a mystery
1: and yep and over 1200 days since we've heard
0: anything <laughs> and only 1200 more to go hopefully so, like 12 more to go <laughs> yeah that, w- that would be nice so hope I'm, I'm hopeful that this rumor is true just because it would be fun to play a modernized metroid prime one yeah, you could finally play it. Yeah. All the way through. Yeah. And then next, there are a lot of rumors circulating. Um, probably because this one, you know, you could guess pretty easily. <laughs> uh Bayonetta three coming towards the end of October. That is what the rumors are saying. Like just like we guessed when we were talking yeah. about prediction. <laughs> Which makes me think it's not coming at the end of October. <laughs> um but it's supposed to come this year and that's really the only spot that's available that isn't going to be stepping on other games
1: well now the sparks of hope coming out the 20th right
0: oh yeah it sparks oh so is what what's happening but is bayonetta going to be like a shadow drop at like a september presentation or something i don't know i don't know there's too many games or
1: coming out it's been so long maybe it's delayed 2023 here it comes
0: yeah but i if i recall there were people on the team saying like yeah it's done it's ready i don't know why nintendo's wait like why they're waiting to release it so i don't don't know what that means but sorry bayonetta fans hopefully this is real i'm I'm, i it makes sense to come in october it's like you play as a witch it's halloween time like get get that halloween vibe
1: necessarily the best reason to release a game in October.
0: It just is an October vibe game. That's what I'm saying. I think it makes sense. What do you think? It, it From now on, the every game reason?
1: that has a witch in it. You're releasing in October.
0: Liz- you Liz- miss your
1: window. You got to wait that whole year <laughs> to release that. <laughs> it's game. not
0: coming till 2023, October 2023 Bayonetta three. Yeah. Yeah. And that's it for the rumor mill, Micah. <laughs> So what do you say we move on over to the community corner? And in today's community corner, we've got a lot of questions and topics to discuss. So let's just dive right in. Uh, you can take it here. The first question. Oh, I got you right right you in the middle on it? of the yawn. Oh, oof
1: yeah mute dog asks have either of you two ever rage quit on a game or do you tough it out till the very end
0: um do you have an answer for this i like i'm trying to think i i know that i have raged on a game to the point of like not playing anymore I don't know if I've ever like rage quit and then never came back to it. Yeah, that's that's the thing. It's like I usually will then come back to it at some point.
1: It's but, always Fortnite every time I get off from playing. Yeah. I'm never <laughs> playing this again with my seven frames and my super laggy delayed Internet. But it has been like I played it like once in the last three months, essentially.
0: Yeah, so. I have raged on games uh, Spelunky. I've definitely raged on Spelunky, one of my favorite games ever. And I well, that I've flying very- gold comes from uh, the screen. Yeah, I've, I've just been like, I'm done. I'm done. Like, I and I put it. The down, worst is in that
1: like no gold run or money run is when you like you just happen to glance and see you have money. And you don't know when it happened. And yeah. You're like getting yeah.
0: pretty close to the end. You're like, I'm yeah. doing pretty good. Well, and then you're like, a hundred. When did that happen? Well, and if it's only, and it's usually less than a thousand, and it means you picked up a flipping gold pebble, like the ones that are so small that it's like hard to see. Yeah. Oh, oh, the worst. But tough it out to the very end. I, I mean, typically, if I'm going to finish a game, I, I will. I'm gonna i'm gonna tough it out but i don't finish a lot of games and it's not because i'm rage quitting them it's just because (laughs) i don't have time and i I, and it just doesn't hold my interest so in those cases i wouldn't say rage quit but more of a i got bored with it and stopped
1: yeah like kind of the closest to me would be a jump king i think i managed (laughs) to tough it out to the end of rescuing that one babe but uh I definitely decided I'm not even going to try and rescue the next one. I mean, who needs more than one babe, right? like well, at that point, I had two, which is one oh. too many oh yeah I mean yeah, so you're like and that game is so brutal that expansion thing you're like jumping through the water and it's just so slow, everything yeah. takes at least twice as long, yeah, so your mistakes are just that much worse. And for they decide to make it that when you miss a jump, you fall for like seven and a half days.
0: (laughs) There you go. That was, I think, I think that's a good answer for that question. Jump King. Jump King is that kind of game. Next question comes from Spider Shan. Question for the show. Can't remember if you've answered this before. Um, but if you have feel free to skip i'm pretty sure we have but it's time to do it anyways oh we're gonna answer it again uh do you snack when you game and what's your favorite snack while gaming it's been a long time since we answered this question so i don't remember what my answer was so it's uh, time for an update do i snack while gaming yes i do i don't think you do
1: i generally don't don't. sometimes i'll get a i'll get a fruit snack as i'm about to start gaming and i'll eat that while starting up. You got to get those sugars and things to make sure your reflexes are
0: top notch. Ah, oh, yeah <laughs> that that little that little edge to get you over exactly the, over the, the win, the win <laughs> in Smash Bros. It's like, yeah, I, shout out to Mott's gummy snacks uh, for <laughs> for that win. I just am a, a snacker all the time. I like to snack. And I like to snack on crunchy things, so I tend to go for like chip type stuff um I'm like the opposite I'm not a big fan of chips, yeah, chip type stuff, not when I say chips like stuff, I have been having a lot of these like things trail so mix well. kinds of things as well, yeah, yeah, like and crisps they're like cheese snack things, oh cheese its that's i can I can go to town on cheez its um pretzels yeah and then hopefully get hit by a bus wow that's rude just cuz i like cheese i'm doing you a favor i'm removing oh, cheese no, I was from saying the world
1: going to town on cheese it's essentially <gasps> eating cheese it makes you feel like going to town and getting hit by a bus not saying oh, i want that oh to
0: happen to oh oh i see i see I, I was for a second there i was like wow that is a bold thing to wish death upon someone for liking cheese i didn't cheese. say
1: die just that's get hit by a bus <laughs>
0: Oh, oh, you could, you could survive. Um, I also am a big fan of popcorn and I have a popcorn popper and I'll pop, I'll pop my own popcorn and then season it with fancy seasonings and lots of butter.
1: Yeah. yeah. I've had this bag for like two and a half months. So I do occasionally snack on it while <laughs> playing. But yeah, just a big old bag of popcorn. Like yeah, that's essentially like it. That and sometimes frozen blueberry ego waffles. Yeah. That's weird. Uh it's called having taste and they are delicious. They're like incredible popsicles if you don't want something sugary.
0: I've been really into these lately. They're Parm Crisps Snack Mix. And it's essentially a trail mix, but it has those cheese crackers I was talking about in it, which are just essentially a baked cheese circle. Now, you you might not like it, but there's not a ton of those cheese circle things in here. And then when I'm the done
1: with gets the, everywhere.
0: Um, when I am done with the cheese circle portion, it's just trail mix and it's kind of it's kind of plain, so what I've been doing is popping popcorn, buttering it up, throwing it in this bag, shaking it all together, and I get a nice little trail mix with popcorn base. Ooh, that's good. So there there you go. Uh, that's that's what I've been into. Because like, I'm trying to eat, like, chips are not good for you. Chips are Chips are terrible for you. Super high in sodium, so I'm trying to eat, like, healthier, crunchy things, which then means, like, nuts fruits um those little cheese squares are very good because they're just essentially cheese which isn't like bad but not super healthy it's not it's not as bad as like chips because they're they're extremely low carb high protein uh but they're also gross so you have to deal with that <laughs> i like them hey, you can let me let me let me enjoy my cheese it's so good for, for me it doesn't have to be good for you don't have to like it i can still enjoy it just like ocarina of
1: time are you saying you don't enjoy ocarina of time
0: no i'm saying i enjoy it you don't have to like it oh, okay. exactly just making the same. sure yeah get out of here you try it we do have ai i can make you say <laughs> you yeah, like ocarina everyone of time. know that's
1: a lie you have agreed on recording that wind waker is better than ocarina of time it
0: though. was a slip we of have the tongue proof. it was a slip of the tongue and you a know a freudian slip of the tongue <laughs> uh next question you can, you can take the next one michael
1: have you guys seen The Cuphead Show? If so, what are your thoughts? If not, would you be interested in seeing it?
0: Since so it's from Mute Dog. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention who asked. Have you seen this show? I have not. I
1: technically have. I oh, saw it okay. on Netflix, and I was like, huh, I've been kind of interested in playing that game. I should watch it. And then I watched literally like 20 seconds of it, and something came up and then I just forgot to ever watch it again.
0: What did you think of it for the... uh... It
1: didn't seem particularly uh, my kind of show, but, I mean, granted, I saw very little of it before I got distracted.
0: Okay, well, what do you mean by that? Because I know that you are actually a big fan of kind of the whimsical cartoons, like SpongeBob. Uh, you're You're a big fan of Adventure Time. Yeah, well
1: spongebob and especially adventure time has a complex and deep backstory of course I'll have you know of course spongebob he's like really trying to get his driver's license you know a very adult sort of storyline i would say <laughs> but...
0: <laughs> but, I, but this but didn't it, it, this see, did it was, deliver on that it was, was
1: more with. a even the more kind of vibe of, like, Looney Tunes, whimsical cartooniness, which I'm not quite as into. But I have been meaning to actually give it a watch to see.
0: That would make sense, because it's kind of based on that era of cartoons. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Next question here we have, I'm I'm filling it in because we we missed a couple missed a couple questions in our notes here. From Solo Something says, with Independence Day holiday this week, which of the Bowser clan slash family do you think would be most likely to break off and go independent? <laughs> I remember
1: reading that question and I somehow missed it one. When-
0: be it in the notes. Uh, go good or stay bad, and just be their own clan. So which, which, ba- <laughs> which Bowser, which Bowser offspring will declare independence?
1: I mean, I feel like Bowser Junior. is the one that first comes to mind, and not because I don't remember the other names of his children slash clan but uh, I feel like he kind of tries that in uh, uh, Mario Sunshine
0: Uh, I
1: mean kind of it seems to ruin everything if I remember correctly it's been so long
0: I thought he was working with Bowser the whole time he was just doing it was he was that yeah I I thought because at the very end Bowser's there well,
1: yeah, because he has to, to clean up his mess. Um, I don't. I mean, you would know he, better. You played way more recently than I
0: have. Oh, he kid he kidnaps Peach, and then Bowser's like. Bowser has a voice actor that is not the current voice actor. That's like, blah, blah, but actually talks, and he's like, Junior, I gotta confess to you that uh. And, and then Bowser's not Gigi quite goes, sure what do accent that is, but I, it, it was, it that it was pretty close to what it actually sounds like. Um, Bowser Gigi goes, don't worry, dad. I know peach isn't actually my mom. Oh yeah. And, and <laughs> uh, like, so like the whole time Bowser thought he was kidnapping peach because Peach because he thought peach was his mom. Um, and then he's like, no, I have learned that Peach is not my mom. Don't know what gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but me, I'm going to say either Wendy Koopa, because she is the only female Koopaling. So she's going to go independent because she's a strong, independent woman. Uh, and that will lead her own clan of like. She's going gonna to team up with boom, boom, you know, and and the other like. And, and and all the the Goomba Goombettes, this is maybe getting to be a bit like. Sexist, so yeah, pro- probably. She's going to break off
1: because she's a woman and she's only going to recruit women to her team.
0: It was not what I meant. That's not and where I meant boom. to go with that. Boom
1: Boom's not female, are they?
0: <laughs> Isn't Boom Boom the, which, wait, which one? The one that throws the ninja stars. Is that not Boom Boom? Is that not her name? Maybe I'm, mess, I'm mixing them up. Anyways, no, uh, that's that's not where I was. Pom Pom, thank you, Mute Dog. Oh, okay, <laughs> I was like Boom Boom boom's boom's from uh, boom boom's the Mario movie. Strikers. Yeah. Yeah, pom pom. Gosh. Uh so <clears throat> what what the heck is even the deal with Boom Boom and Pom Pom? They're like kind of they're kind of Koopalings but they're not. They're like lower rank than Koopalings. Boom Boom gets to be the mid castle boss in a lot of castles and then there's a Koopaling at the end.
1: Yeah, well that just means I mean he's like extra high up then cuz you have to he, face him so many times. Yeah, true.
0: Um, the other well, person there are at I least think... two of them, actually. If it's the other boom, person boom. I think would break off uh is Ludwig, and I don't know. It's just, it's just he's got a look about it's him just that the says, eyes. that says I'm smarter than everyone else here. You know, I can, I can see it. He'll, he'll betray. He'll betray his family. I mean, you don't have to betray your family to break off to declare independence. I mean, D- Independence Day is celebrating independence from uh, another country, and that was like through war. So I, I just kind of went that direction <laughs> with with this. So he he'd break off. He would take all of the. I mean, maybe maybe there would be like a, a division among the Bowser subjects. So you'd have Goombas on one side and Koopas on another. Um. That would be an interesting game. Let's 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 see that. It's it's an RTS game where you play uh,
1: Bowser's Army uh, Civil War. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's a great question, though. Solo, thanks thanks for asking that one. Super fun. Um, along those same lines, we had in chat earlier. Blondie asked, "What are you doing for the Fourth of July?" Now, Fourth of July is something we celebrate here in the United States, and uh, it's just a It's a party. We launch fireworks, celebrate the independence of America, of the United States of America, not of America. I, you know, like, I still think it's weird that we just call it America, but there's like, there's, there's North America, South America. And all all of that is America. Is it not? I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know how it works.
1: The United America and the non-United
0: America. (laughs) Yeah, the, the non-United America. That, yeah, that's, that's, I'm sure, all of our The much Canadian, less offensive
1: way of putting it.
0: The Canadian friends would all be very, very agreeable with that. <laughs> hey, I mean,
1: what can you say? Canadians are just very agreeable people. <laughs> Unless you're playing hockey,
0: potentially. Um. So what are you doing for the fourth? You, you got Not any plans? Not much. Except nice. so to have
1: a friend out of town visiting that
0: day nice so probably play some ping pong yeah we're definitely gonna do the like regular fourth of july festivities we'll probably do some like barbecue ish meals i don't have a barbecue so probably just grill on my stove some hot dogs or something and then uh we got fireworks now we got costco has a pack of like 50 fireworks for 50 bucks and it's a big pack of fireworks. So I'm pretty excited for that. Does does it come with
1: like a mortar?
0: No, it doesn't come with any mortars. These are all the fountain fireworks. And the reason we gravitate towards that is because it's a it's a bit more little kid friendly than the mortars, which are really big and loud. Um we'll probably get some mortars as well, just a separate thing. But yeah, uh, we'd always
1: get like a couple of those that I think they're like black cat Mm -hmm. brand or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that means anything to anyone.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll talk about this in the post show. I'll go get it, and we we can. I'll read you off all of the firework names because, nice. like, who who names these things? Some <laughs> have great names. <laughs> they, they do, you know, like Zesty Cowboy Sparkler. <laughs> like what? <laughs> what? Why? What? <laughs> it's it's always something like that sounds so generic, and like like an AI wrote all of the brand oh. names for these fireworks anyway thanks so much for the question bloody we we answered it again (laughs) we answered in the pre-show we're answering it again uh next question here comes from tyler (laughs) who's actually presto who's actually tyler copying the ai tyler from the ai episode of the video but it's a good question i i thought when it came up i was like wow this is a good question that the ai made up for a made-up viewer. Uh, What do you think about Nintendo making a new Mario Kart game for Switch instead of reprising old games like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe? Do you think it'll happen? Well, at some
1: point. At this point, I say no. You don't think they'll ever make a new Mario Kart
0: game? Not not for Switch. Oh, for... Nope. Uh, I think Mario Kart 9 will be... I I think Mario Kart 9 will be on the next system. And it's actually going to be
1: halfway through the life cycle. Although we still got like one more year until the DLC for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe finishes
0: Mario Kart 8 Deluxe final remix will be the next game (laughs) or new Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I've I've heard that new
1: looks very cool in Japanese.
0: (laughs) That's why they use it on everything. New Mario Kart 8 Deluxe plus Bowser's Fury that would be tempting bowser's fury to plus bowser's fury 2 and you just throw back another a sequel of bowser's fury in there for for no reason at all um thanks so much for the question tyler <laughs> and the next one is a follow-up question not from tyler but from other new listener via ai d zoe1234 who asks, what is the future of retro consoles? Do you think there will be a new NES classic or SNES classic? This is by Purple Raiulu, by the way, uh, uh, who asked asked this question. I mean, eventually. Another
1: 10 years down the
0: line. You know what AI you and I thought? AI you and I were like, we have a very personal connection to the N64. So what if they made an N64 Mini? I was like, that sounds exactly like what we would say. <laughs> that would be even better for sure. We, why are we even doing this show? We should just have AI Andros and AI Micah do this show. They, do, they answered that question very well, I think. Check out our YouTube channel where that video will be up, where you, where you can listen to that. And I'm thinking Which, of releasing that as a bonus episode as well, the episode they made. It was,
1: uh, actually, that reminds me of something I, I left out of What You're Playing. I played some NFL Blitz 2000.
0: Oh, oh, yep. I Go played
1: back. one game against oh. Lincoln and then it kind of broke and it kept just doing random things. It was like it was getting random inputs, so we'd like start Where? the game up and it would just start like cycling through the menus, like hitting A and B.
0: Ah, uh, no, that's so,
1: lame. Yeah, we're planning on opening it up. And uh, seeing if there's just something obvious, if we can just like clean it out, and hopefully it starts working again.
0: Was were you playing on uh, on an N64 then? Yep. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> N64 online. I, I, sorry, I just my my baby started crying on the baby monitor, and I did not. Comprehend what the noise was. It it started. It was like, "Ah," and then he started. Then he started crying. I, I, I was like, was that my cat? (laughs) 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 I'm making a weird noise. Um, but will we get future consoles like the NES Classic or the SNES Classic? Both of those sold really well. I don't know. I think they're kind of taking the approach with their retro content right now of the. Nintendo Switch Online app, but I would love to see more mini systems come. Like, let's get a Game Boy uh, and Game Boy Advance mini, you know, like that. If they're not going to bring those to the Switch through NSO, like, give us a, a, a new system that can play a collection of those games. That would be pretty cool. That'd yeah, be pretty cool. And yeah, that's that's all I have to say about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think eventually, like way down the line, like I said, they could make another NES classic or SNES classic.
0: Because
1: mm-hmm. eventually, these cl- like new classics will become retro again. Yeah, true. true. And they'll have to make the new new NES classic.
0: All right. NES ask,
1: Classic Classic. You want to move to the next question here? I uh, guess by N Johnson. What is your least favorite game style to play? For example, Souls Like, MMO, MOBA, etc.
0: Horror. Oh yeah, horror. That's it. Horror, scary games. That's my least That's favorite That's the answer. <laughs> Um, and then second least favorite is first person shooters. So if it's a combo of those two, which most horror games are, then I'm like, I'm out. That's not what if, what if it's a VR horror? Definitely, definitely out. (laughs) There's that, that is a, that is a, I will not, I will not do it because that is so scary. VR, VR is scary in not scary games because you're just, you're just limited in your scope of vision. And your senses, and just ev- like things can jump out at you, even when they're not intended to be scary, you'll just be like, yeah, oh. you
1: just like turn a little bit, and there's something right there, and you're like, oh
0: gosh, yeah, yeah, it's it's a bit disorienting. But and, is and I so... mean, I
1: guess is that a game style to play, or is that a
0: genre? Of well, I mean, first person shooter is like a game. Uh, well, first person but... shooter, yeah, for sure. But I, I, but like, I meant mostly horror, the horror being a genre
1: or a I style. Guess. I don't. I, I feel like it's. I feel
0: like that's a little bit of both. It's it's kind of a style and a genre, like like a type of game. I
1: guess that's because they they tend to have their own sort of. Yeah,
0: mechanics. I mean, you're not you're not playing like you're not playing a MMO horror game or a MOBA that's a horror game or a platformer that is a horror. Well, I guess you could actually. So so maybe maybe I'm talking myself out of this, but yeah and johnson clarifies in chat he said uh genre game style whichever you prefer those those are going to be my two answers i think what would you say for you you say horror yeah, as well. definitely a
1: horror i feel like i've kind of moved also away from kind of puzzly games it like kind of depends on the puzzle sometimes like whenever i get to these like ice slide puzzles in games now instead of like planning it out i'm like i'm just gonna slide things and see if it works out <laughs> I've gone I've gone too lazy with my puzzle solvings and a lot of these kinds of puzzles you can kind of just like brute force kind of easily.
0: That's funny because I was a brute forcer as a kid and I'm way more into those games now. I've played a lot of indie puzzle games on the switch and I really enjoy them.
1: Yeah. And I guess a lot of it it depends on the puzzle Mm. because some of them are really good and you have to like plan it out and think about it. And then other times it's like it's not worth it. I'm just going (laughs) to do things. Could yeah, probably be right pretty soon
0: yeah well i think i think that basically covers the basis on this question I, it, the reason i don't like horror games is because i don't like being scared and i have the type of brain that over analyzes and overthinks and plays things on repeat so like th- for me it's a struggle to to intake anything that will have like any sort of negative impact on my emotions
1: especially when you're turning the light off at the bottom of the stairs and you got to (laughs) run up to the top you don't need that sort of stuff replaying
0: it's just it's just hard for me to not think about afterwards if that makes any sense so i will be lying awake at night and be like what if there's a what, what if there is a zombie a demon monster under my bed you know like, like after yeah, watching but then if you got your poster, blanket on your safe right Put my snorkel so there's,
1: well I mean you yeah. don't there's blankets actually are magical you don't need your whole body under them you just need part of your body under the blanket <laughs> so even
0: the smallest amount protects you yeah yeah. I used to I used to like be definitely fearful of sleeping <laughs> in the dark uh, as as a kid but now if there's any light, I can't sleep. So pitch black darkness for me it is. And so that's why I don't play <laughs> horror games because I sleep anything in pitch black darkness. pitch black darkness. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. You got me. Uh next question here. This one comes from Spotify. The last one came from Spotify as well. This one comes from Spotify too. Uh from Daisy Rose Can you do a deep dive on a game? I would love to see you guys do a Zelda or Animal Crossing deep dive. I don't know 100% what this means, but we're going to do it for tonight's PAL topic. That's right. We're going to be doing a deep dive here on... With zero preparation. With like zero preparation. Micah... I'm going to leave this up to a coin flip on whether we do Zelda or Animal Crossing. So, luckily I have a coin right here. Heads or tails? Uh, wait, wait. Oh. Heads, heads, Zelda, tails, Animal Crossing.
1: Well, I'm still calling tails. Yeah, I don't know
0: why I had you call it. <laughs> <laughs> Zero preparation. All right. It's heads. So we're doing a deep dive on Zelda. But which Zelda do we do a deep dive on? I think we can't do a deep dive on Wind Waker or Ocarina of Time. Those are off the table. But why? I don't want to talk to you about those. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 100% honest.
1: I don't want to have those conversations Why right wouldn't now. you want to talk about Wind Waker, though? I wouldn't even <clears throat> bash on it the whole time. Be- I just talk about how because- good
0: it is. Anytime we talk about Wind Waker, you bash on Ocarina of Time. So let's talk about a different Zelda. Let's talk about...
1: Well, we can't talk about Twilight Princess, then.
0: Well, let's talk about our favorite Zelda. Breath of the Wild. Oracle of Seasons. Breath of the Wild, sure, yes. A deep dive on Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And what I mean by... So what what do we mean by deep dive? I don't know. I think we're just going to... I believe
1: it means an in-depth examination or analysis of the game.
0: So... <laughs> Thank you, Micah. I want I to try to make that
1: seem like I was reading it as much as humanly possible.
0: I want to talk about some of the points of the game because I have recently encountered multiple people through work and other places that have been like Breath of the Wild wasn't that great. Or like I didn't like it. Did so you immediately punch them right in the throat? I would have if HR wasn't involved in the in in, in in that sort of claim. Oh, hundred percent. How dare you, Kapah! you know? Falcon punch right there. Uh no. No. We we don't we don't support violence in any form here. Yeah, especially if we go all violence. Falcon
1: Punch. That would definitely injure someone if you hit them in the throat. Um I was thinking more of a, a, a gamer tap, punch like, hey. where we don't know what we're you doing.
0: Silly guy boop <laughs> boop him right in the throat. <laughs>
1: Yeah, a boop to the throat with your fist.
0: <laughs> why is Breath of the Wild so great? And here's here's the thing: like a lot of the, a lot of the points that were brought up on why it's not is. <laughs> oh gosh, I, I, I can't. <laughs> the Falcon boop. <laughs> Falcon boop. I like it. Falcon boop. <laughs> um. A lot of the points brought up were like it didn't have the classic dungeons the there wasn't much of a story and just wasn't like it wasn't as good as previous Zelda besides that last point being completely wrong, the other points are valid like the the story was a little bit it was told in a different format than is typical of Zelda games because it wasn't kind of like a mystery you're trying mm-hmm. to figure out a little bit. And probably not as crazy of a story either, you know, like not as not as twisty and deep of a story as something like Twilight Princess, Majora's Mask. Um even Wind Waker, I felt like does, it had like a lot of layers to it. I was like,
1: "Does I mean I haven't played through all of Majora's Mask,
0: but is there really that much story?"
1: It's like this school yeah. kid's going to crash a moon on you.
0: Yeah, that one's very story heavy, it. but it's like a lot of the side side characters are are the story heavy parts. But what makes Breath of the Wild so great is the gameplay. Like we said before, the gameplay is king. You they so the open world formula had been explored quite extensively previously. Breath of the Wild perfected that. I'd say prior to this, like the most like influential open world game was probably Skyrim. I guess Minecraft as well. (laughs) Those are both. Yeah. But that's a different style of open world. But Skyrim was was crazy. Huge world that you could explore with towns and characters and tons of side stuff and all, all sorts of things. But man was that game a buggy mess. Like, you want to travel off the road. It's gonna be an adventure, that's for sure. (laughs) Like like, it's it became like a meme, the horse going up the mountain mountain, bike. Yeah. Like it that, that doesn't happen in Zelda. You can go anywhere. You because of the climbing mechanic. Um, being just amazing. You could really like you see something. You're like, I can go there any, any at any point and at any time. And most of the time, there's going to be something there. A lot of times, it's going to be a korok, and you might get a little <laughs> disappointed by that after after like 800 of those. But but it was just so such a rewarding exploration game.
1: Yeah, it's just a lot of fun to explore which can't be said of all open world games
0: right and i remember my first playthrough of it being like there's a lot of empty space but as i have played more and more of this game because i have like a ton of hours a ton of hours into breath of the wild i am finding new things in all of these spaces from like look at this look at this like this this interaction that you can have here or like this this outcropping of stones or like learning new things because it's also very physics-based with the runes you can do things with like interacting with the world and find there's like a million ways to solve a single puzzle and it's so rewarding in that regard i feel like if you Come to this game with a linear Zelda mindset, you are not going to enjoy it at its full capacity. You need to free your mind. You need to get out of your box that Zelda's painted for you and you need to just go wild. Like you can literally do anything. You see it, you see an enemy, you're like, Can I throw my sword at this guy? Yeah, you can. You can throw your sword. You could blow yeah, like, up the rock.
1: A little bit of an unpopular opinion. I didn't like how further in the game your uh, weapons lasted longer. I enjoyed at the beginning when like, you're fighting a bunch of dudes and you're just like constantly throwing your things that are about to break at them. Oh, yeah. That was like the best part of fighting.
0: Well, and the breaking mechanic is intentionally there to force you to try new weapons and new things because this was also the first game to be as extensive with the selection of weapons i mean first off you have one-handed sword two-handed sword, spears um boomerangs to be fair
1: wind waker had all those things
0: boomerangs
1: you are you are right they have boomerangs. I mean, they didn't have oh, quite yeah, as they many had versions um or like not as many attacks you could uh, do with it compared to uh, the regular sword.
0: That's that's what I was about to get at. So I, I'm thinking, little, am I missing a weapon class? I feel like I am. I mean, they have the the wands. The wands. They also have sticks, <laughs> and and korok leaves. Oh, all the korok, korok leaves. Yeah, oh, all the korok leaf thing. is such a freaking cool thing. <laughs> I love all the stuff you can do with that. Um, yes, bow and arrow, as and Johnson points out in chat. But then within that, there are like tons of different types of weapons in those classes there's so many different types of spears that have different damage and durability and abilities and then there's like magically infused weapons and then there's like the guardian weapons which are like crazy cool lightsaber sci-fi weapons um so like you you can really go crazy with just the weapons and and combat in that regard uh and then like you said, options with the combat. Like there's so many different attacks you can do with those things. You can throw your weapon charge attacks, uh the slow-mo, uh bullet time attacks. Hey, the flurry rush. Yep, flurry rush, that's what it's called. Um or you can just come in and spam, you know. And and the thing about don't have the- weapons, just alternate between the bomb ruins it's true it's true and the thing about breath of the wild uh, was was also pointed out in chat here the simplicity because you don't have to know any of those things there were multiple people that made it all the way through the game never doing a flurry rush or never knowing that you could hold the charge button to do your attacks because you could play the entire game not using those features and I think that that sets this game a tier above other games and that it is so user-friendly and open to newcomers that you don't have to be highly technical with the game, but then you can be. So that like low-entry, high-skill ceiling kind of... I think that's the terminology I'd use here. That kind of play for Breath of the Wild. You like the combat in this game, right? I know, I know you're you're a big fan of Wind Waker's combat, and this is like probably pretty comparable, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, it's it's nice. It has the the more dynamic combat where enemies like different mixes of enemies cause different things to happen, kind of, mm-hmm. unlike mm-hmm. Ocarina of Time. Oh gosh, here it comes here it comes. No, but no, yeah, it's the the fighting just seems a lot more dynamic in this because sometimes mm-hmm. you have the. Uh, the coblins that rush you while that one will stay back and just throw rocks at you or something yeah and And then it it just changes up a lot
0: your weapons are affected by the types of enemies you're finding the weather you're in like wooden weapons will hold in a rain thunderstorm but if you have metal on you you'll get struck by lightning uh and i plus I i think
1: we found out you can get struck by lightning while not holding anything metal right didn't you get hit in the trial of the sword
0: i think i think that was the case yes yeah but i didn't die if i remember correctly no, it, i'm it was, pretty sure it hurt you very, a lot though it, it did um i just
1: always assumed you couldn't get struck by lightning in that game unless you had something metal until lightning struck very close to me one time and it made me wonder <laughs> yeah oh, um, I, I questioned my mortality in that moment
0: so that that's that's the combat but then i I mean the other side of combat is the enemies and there are so many different types of enemies yet there aren't there really aren't that many that that many types of enemies you've got bokoblins moblins those those are like the base that are gonna be everywhere with lizalfos as well those are like the base enemies the goombas and koopas i can't remember what they're called that's keese Uh, chew, chews, the slimes. Yeah, the yeah, which sometimes
1: explode with cool elemental power when and, you destroy them. And that's,
0: them. I mean, that's really it for the base enemies. And and by comparison to other Zelda games, that's not a lot. Like there, there is a. I a i've playing through Skyward Sword recently. There are a ton of different enemy types that that you can face in the game. But then there's also, I guess the um,
1: almost like the mini
0: boss tier. Yeah, Hinox and
1: the ta- talent, what well, is something like that, isn't it? The, the stone, rock dude, stone talus, talus, talus. That's what it was. And,
0: and I have am the Lionel. completely Lionel. Thank you. I was like, I'm completely. And they even have like bears. But those aren't really enemies. Yeah, and you, you can, can ride, ride the bear. them. bear. You that can was ride awesome. the bear. Yeah, that's a, that is a great addition. Yeah, and and you can play the game stealthily. You can play the game where you kind of just you build up and just become a tank, uh, but it's not...
1: They have different, like, armor bonuses.
0: Right, nice. and, and the thing about that is it's not uh, a level-up system, so you can swap to be any type of build any time, depending on what clothing you're wearing. Uh, and... And they're very simple. I mean, this isn't like Dark Souls where you're like, I'm putting points into this specific category, or Skyrim where you're like, where it's that complex of an RPG. But it does a lot. You don't really lock yourself in,
1: right? It does a lot
0: with a little. Uh, I'm not that I'm not a fan of those types of systems, but I I really enjoy that you can kind of go, I'm going to play Breath of the Wild like this and play it like that at any point. You go well, maybe I'll try switching it up and doing more of this, like you could play with only bows and arrows i I beat the game that way with only bow and arrow that was actually super hard <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> stinking thunder blight um so so that's that where where I was going is that there's not a lot of enemies, but there's like tiers of enemies so they change up how they attack and what. Sort of health and damage they deal, um so so even though there's not a lot of variety, it feels like there's a lot of variety.
1: Yeah, although that's that's one of the things I I kind of hope they add in Breath of the Wild too. I hope they have mm-hmm. a couple more enemy types.
0: Yeah, I, I hope so. As they well. showed
1: like the Stone Talus with like a four on its back.
0: Yeah, I was very excited about that. That, that seems, looks awesome. That seems really cool. Like you're getting attacked by like archers while the stone talus is fighting i mean it also
1: actually sounds like it'd be really annoying but (laughs) it at least looks awesome
0: yeah it does it looks cool that's what it's all about looking cool yeah so talking a lot about combat here i wanted to hit back on the point of the story there is a really cool story here And it isn't just in the mainline go rescue Princess Zelda from the castle. It's in each and every NPC having a a really cool personality, or or cool person, like having a very unique personality and distinct characteristics that makes this feel like a living, breathing world. I will admit that it feels a little light on NPCs. Uh, especially in the overworld areas, but around the towns and the camps, they feel very alive. Uh, yeah, and, and I, I find myself, like, talking to each of these characters and going, like, wow, there's, like, such a... There's there's a story here, and you can tell that there's a story there, but they're not telling you the story. You're just coming in as Link on your journey, like, in the middle of their their story as a character. For instance, in Hatano Village, there's a shop, I believe it's Hatano Village, uh, there is a shop where the shopkeeper stands over in the corner and she's like huddled and very not outgoing and very unshopkeeper like. And you go and you're like and, and she's like, Oh, I prefer to stay over here. And it and if you like read, I think if you read the journal of the character, you find that the price chart is all over in that corner. And she is terrified that she will mess up if she doesn't have the notes. So, so she is constantly over there manning the shop from, from over in the safe corner and uh, is trying to make her dad proud or something like that. Um, Yeah. I I don't know. Plus there's always, there's also that cool bridge guy. Yeah. Um, If you stand up on the edge of the bridge. And he stops you from jumping off. He's like, you have so much left to live for. It's so like what a what a random thing. What a guy. Thing. What a random thing yeah. to put in. I there.
1: think it's also kind of funny because isn't that bridge just like 10 feet to the water or something?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like one of the first NPCs you'll encounter too, which which is interesting. Um there's and that's something the...
1: that like very few people will <laughs> encounter. Some there's people are just going to like stand up on the edge of that bridge for a minute.
0: Yeah. There's the crazy lady that The is, flowers? Oh, the, there's that lady with the, with the oh, flowers. the you talking about
1: the, the ball? The thing? one that's
0: in love with the, the puzzle ball? Yeah. Yeah. Her name is Loon. And I know that character just because she's very weird. And she's just obsessed with guardians. So you have to show her a picture of a guardian in order for her to... Break up with the puzzle ball or something i believe its name is rocco is what she calls it so yeah rocco the puzzle ball that she's saying yeah it's that's weird that's a weird one but i mean that's the there's just so many characters and if you like i i would love to see just like a little mini documentary on every single npc in zelda there are so many and each of them has their own unique story there's the Cuckoo farmer that is so obsessed with kukos that his wife left him and then there's his wife that is like, I'm not going back there. That guy's crazy. <laughs> and uh, the guy that's like a former Yiga clan member that left the Yiga clan and is being uh, like bullied by the Yiga clan into stealing from the town. Like there's there's character here. And I I feel like the st- the story is very much what you make it in that regard and makes it a little bit, uh, it makes it a little bit hard to like parse as to like what it's not, it's not holding your hand on the story. It's not going to have long drawn out dialogue sessions ever. Um, you can, and you can skip everything. So, so there's that. Yeah.
1: And I feel like even like Zelda and Link are more fleshed out than in most games. Like Ocarina of Time, it's like, it's Princess Zelda. They're princess. Link, you're a fairy child, but you're not really. That's it. You like, don't really find out much about them, Mm -hmm. but like, especially in like the memories and things, you kind of find more about their, find out more about their personality and things, I guess.
0: Yeah, especially especially for Zelda and the memories. But then you you learn about Link through like reading the secret journals. Yeah,
1: and you don't talk because you're under a, an immense amount of pressure and things like that. So you're a man of few words. Oh, Can't remember man. how it was worded and whatnot.
0: Link is such a Link is such a cool guy.
1: Although I would say I think uh, Skyward Sword did did that pretty good as well. That's
0: true. And Skyward Sword also had really cool characters, but not nearly as many as Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I I just I think that there's there's a lot there with those NPCs. I would love to like explore more of that. Um uh, like I feel like I could go into the Legend of Zelda and make like a mini documentary on little bits and pieces of of Breath of the Wild's world. I mean you've got these entire runes Uh, and and there are channels that do this like that are dedicated to the lore of of breath of the wild and and it's hyrule there are entire runes of like previous civilizations the forest growing around it and you're like where where what's the history here can you find out more about that there's the giant mazes the what what were what are those called the labyrinths the labyrinth puzzles and there's four I'm, of those like,
1: are there four I think don't they usually give you like the Lionel armor set as mm-hmm. a reward
0: yeah so what's the tie there the Lynels themselves are are very interesting like they murder centaurs they but they don't attack you right away upon notice I mean if you leave them alone they leave you alone I don't think that's true that is true. I don't think so.
1: Yep. I have a picture on my switch of me looking at a Lionel. I actually have multiple pictures because I, I took a picture of it and then it turned and shot an arrow at me
0: when I was just taking pictures of it. Oh, you might have gotten too close. <laughs> but if you, if you, you, if you approach a Lionel, it, it shows up with an exclamation mark above its head and it will, stare, it will stare you down. But if you just walk away, it won't chase you. Hmm. Yeah. You didn't know that. There you go. Learn something new today, man. Like that's that's how Breath of the like that is something that I experience in Breath of the Wild every time I play. I learn something new about the game, something I can try, something I can do different, and that's just so cool. I love messing around. I, I said I said it already. I love messing around with the physics. There's this spot over by the Gerudo Desert, like getting into the Gerudo Desert with a system of pulleys and metal boxes that you can use to raise and lower yourself. Or you could just launch the box with yourself on top of it to get up to that height as well. Or you could climb it. Like there's so many ways to get from point A to point B. And I remember at first going like, man, this is such a drag to get from point A to point B. But now I'm just just loving the journey and just soaking in the the surrounding area. All the biomes that there are in this game. I don't think I don't think you really notice as you like go in that first bit that you're like, it's all kind of forest and grass and maybe some grassy fields. There's, there's desert, there's snow, there's like tropical jungle. I, you can go the entire game, never going to
1: storm more. I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah. You could go the entire game, never going to that tropical jungle. It is never required that you go over there because there's no divine beasts over in that region. And, and that's the case for a lot of regions. There's entire regions and different and there's like different tree types for for the different regions and th- these are just things you just don't really notice on on your first playthrough. I think you just tend to be just kind of overwhelmed by the openness and then maybe kind of like go, "Ah, eh. but that second playthrough really has I remember the first playthrough. I thought Breath of the Wild is a really good game. It's super fun. I think it's awesome. Second playthrough, this is the greatest game of all time. I, like that, that that, was when it sort of started to hit me. And I felt like, well, I still can't give it to it because it's recency bias. But we're five years after that game came out. And I can confidently say that that game is the best in the series. Like it's just so good. There's so much you can do with it. I didn't even talk about physics. balloons. Those are those are super fun to play with. Oh, yeah. I feel like I kind
1: of wish they made you do more with that. I had to randomly look it up to find. I was taking a picture of this line all all peaceful like, and then it just started charging
0: its bow at me
1: from so far away.
0: (laughs) Maybe it doesn't like
1: pictures almost just killed me. (laughs) Yeah, I feel I but yeah, I think some of them might just be aggressive. It might depend on like the tier they are. Because there's True. also that one at the top of like the Zora domain that's like part of the storyline.
0: Yeah, that and one you're is supposed aggressive. To sneak around.
1: That one is so aggressive. maybe I'm just biased by remembering that one.
0: But I think, yeah, I think that one is maybe by I'm just for that always really quest.
1: aggressive when I see a lionel.
0: <laughs> it's your day to die. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it's. And and here's the thing: is like you can choose to sneak around for that mission, or you could just be bold. <laughs> yeah, because they, they
1: like recommend you sneak around and like grab all the the lightning arrows, Mm -hmm. shock arrows, I think they're
0: called actually. Uh, Speaking of Zora's domain, there's like the intended path that you can take up, but if you do the right stuff, you can actually get in from other places. Like you have enough stamina and patience while climbing in rain. You can go up the backside of Zora's domain and get in (laughs) that way. And the game intends, intends for that to happen. Like if you go that way, you get a different cut scene. Um, where Sidon introduces himself in the palace versus out at the beginning of the uh walkway to the palace, and let me tell you that is way better than going up the right way because that oh, path was really? long, rainy, oh, and horrible. but then you get to read all like the stone tablets about his journeys, oh yeah. more story, more story, and how Sidon's the best, yeah exactly yeah he's 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 a cool character, man, he's a cool character. And, yeah, and, uh, like, all the champions, and then the, like... Three of sp- the four champions? <laughs> yeah, that's true. And then the, like, pseudo-new champions that help you get to the Divine Beasts. I still am baffled that they didn't become the new pilots. That's what I thought was going to happen. You're like, all right, um, Sidon, you're going to pilot Va-Meadow now. Ne- not Va-Meadow. Uh, Va-Ruda now.
1: Yeah, but, but no, then they might like, have died again. So it's safer this way.
0: Then they're like, let's just have it piloted by the spirits of the former champions, which I guess works. They somehow are still there, but not. Zelda does this a lot, though. Like with the sages, they're all kind of like we're ghosts, but we're not ghosts. <laughs> like that, that's we're powerful how. ghosts. Yeah, I mean the whole old man thing. Like he he was. A spooky, ghosty the whole time, but he so, has like I mean a, you do kind of like horror games then he, he he had like a house and his own journal that you can read like there's just so much if you dive in, but I think a lot of people didn't because they were they were just so used to what Zelda had been. It's time to break free, I think I think it's time to dive in, go back, look through, go to the castle look through the journals in the castle or go to each of the towns, like really like study and learn about all the characters. Cause there's so much there. There's so much game.
1: Yeah. yeah. As long as you don't mind reading people's private writings. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. I also learned fairly recently that if you cut the, the wheat, you can get wheat in the, in, on the farm. Like if you if you do a sword it's like and you're cutting out there, I you'll think get, I knew that. <laughs> you'll get to Bantha wheat. I didn't know that until I did. The also, you
1: one. also recently found out the real way you're supposed to get to the forest with the master sword.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was it. <laughs> blew my mind. <laughs> you're like, yeah. So the, the the master sword is hidden in the Lost Woods, right? And we're going through the lost woods and you were like, just follow the wind.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Like muggles me was going through and you told her, I don't even remember how you said to do it. Something about like, follow the the torches, follow
0: the torches. And then, yeah. Like if you're not sure where to go, walk a certain direction and then listen for the music. And if the music starts to get more intense, you're about to get faded away and back up and go a different direction. But apparently, what you're supposed to do is follow the direction that the wind is, is blowing. And you learn yeah. that from some random some, Someone at like a stable or something like that. One of those like yeah. stable places. Listen, I, I made it through the Lost Woods multiple times not knowing it that. It blew my <laughs> mind that like you've played through
1: the game so many times and you like didn't know. But yeah, it was like how we did it in Ocarina of Time. You get close to like the path, and if it like lights up, you're good. If it stays dark, yeah. So I tunnel, was just I was just back stuck, away.
0: I was stuck in my box, man. The, the what Zelda had put me in previously, I I applied, but there were more. There's more than one way to solve the puzzle. Like that's the thing. In previous Zelda games, every puzzle has a like singular way you solve it, unless you are using glitches, right? Like it is. This is what you have, this is what you do. With the exception of maybe combat, right? Combat is the variable thing. But the puzzles, those have one solvable thing. This game is a series of puzzles and actions in an open world that you can solve through a myriad of ways. For example, a shrine when it, that uh, that... I went in recently and had an ice block that you needed to present at the door of the like monk shrine area in order to open it up and get the spirit orb and and win the shrine and you have to take it up this maze of fire obstacles essentially and find ways to cover it or sneak it around the flame so that it doesn't melt I stasised the ice cube and just punched it and I punched it I knew it. (laughs) And threw it all the way at the door and unlocked the door. (laughs) And boom. Solved that puzzle in maybe not the intended way, but in a very doable way. Another thing I also tried in there, there there's a big metal crate. I could set up the metal crate, stasis, punch the metal crate, blow it up underneath, and launch myself into the air up and over onto the... The monk shrine thing, but it turns out that didn't work. There was a roof, so. <laughs> but it was something I could do, should, could try and do. And I find myself, as I've done the game regularly, like there's there's the intended route. I find myself going, well, what could I do? What could Let's I do? Do it to, the interesting way to make this more interesting. Yeah, that is very much how I play Breath of the Wild, and I have a lot of fun with that. And that's. Probably why I enjoy the speed running side of Breath of the Wild so much because that's a whole other can of worms. The glitches and tricks and things you can do in Breath of the Wild. First off, intentionally they left a lot of those in, even after discovering because they they could patch that stuff, right? Like Nintendo is not opposed to patching things in modern Nintendo era, but they don't because they have the philosophy. If it is fun for the player, then there's no reason not to have it in there. And I just really like that because it's just again another tool in the tool belt of ways to solve puzzles and problems. Yeah. A tower. And
1: people people mention how they're like, oh, but Breath of the Wild doesn't have any like real temples and things. I kinda I kinda like it this way with the shrines, because each shrine is like one or a few rooms of a temple, essentially. Yeah. It's just broken up into like smaller, bite-sized things.
0: Um, Micah, we've we've gone we've gone pretty deep-dived. I think uh, it, it, it there is a lot more we could talk about with this game. So I maybe future topic will go more into it, but I think that's gonna about do it for this episode of Nintendo Pal's podcast. Uh, if you haven't played Breath of the Wild, do it. It's such a great game. And what's wrong with you? <laughs> so with that, let's um, move to the end of our show. Thank you so much to everybody for listening. I got to give a huge shout out to our Patreon patrons, pal or patron pals over on Patreon that help support the show. Love. All the support and and help that we get from from the listeners out there uh, through Patreon, through just listening, through leaving us a five-star review. It really helps us out a bunch. We love making this stuff and really glad that people enjoy listening to it. So with that, if you would like to follow us on social medias, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch. And Discord. And links to all of those things are in the description of the show. So definitely check it out. Discord is one of the greatest communities. Our the Nintendo Palace Discord is one of the greatest communities on the internet. And that is, I can say that absolutely no no competition there. It is so fun. And we have a fantastic community there. Um and I think I think that's it for plugs. Huge thanks. And shout-out to our friend Roger Pollard for the intro music that we use each and every episode and also for doing our logo. If you want to check out more of his stuff, you can find links to that in the description of the podcast as well. And with that, I think it's time for us to unveil the new Patreon wrap because it's a new month and we have new patrons join. So, for the first time ever, the Pokemon the Patreon Pokey rap for this Johto <laughs> Jodo. no it's not the Johto version it's, yeah. still, it's still the it's still the original rap but with more names so let's uh, let's fire it up we gotta rap some Patreon you just do the singing. I'll take care of the hard part let's get it on we want to be the best that ever was and shout out
1: Rizzo, day you've done the game, more slim towards Spider-Shane, so lose something Brian A. Little Miss Saturday then man. Catch
0: him em, catch em, gotta catch him all, gotta catch
1: him all, Patreon! K9, third strongest Asmode, Tim, the Nintendo Dad, and Seth Dirt, Patreon pals at every team. Join up now, get your name in here. Gotta
0: catch him all, gotta catch him all, gotta catch all, gotta catch him all, yeah! Gotta catch all, Patreon! one hundred fifty Thank you so much to everybody for listening, and we will talk to y'all next week.